Brick and Mortar Reporter, episode 63, where we talk about not having all your eggs in one basket. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host for today. Now, today, I've got some exciting and, well, scary, exciting news, um, exciting challenges that um, I'm going to be sharing with you about some things I'm going to be doing. And um, I am hoping to get some more interviews on very soon. I'm feverishly sending out emails all day long and trying to connect with people on Facebook and seeing if I can find some awesome business owners that want to come on the podcast and tell us about their business and their business journey. But until then, I'm letting you follow along with my business journey. I don't even know if you can call it a business journey so far because I haven't generated a ton of business, um, a little bit, and uh, it will continue to grow. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was watching Shark Tank. I do that. For whatever reason, it's on CNBC. It seems like almost every evening, just at some point in time, it's either every show or every other show is Shark Tank and or The Prophet, and I love both of those. And so... Um, Last night, I was, uh, you know, this lady came on and she was really passionate about her product. And uh, Mark Cuban was one of the first to say he was out. And he said, Look, you don't have a business. You're not an entrepreneur. You're a wantrepreneur. And, you know, I'm out. And so that lady had to stand there face to face and get a billionaire to tell her that she was not an entrepreneur, she was a wantrepreneur. And she went down, you know, everyone had their objections to her product. And she handled it and, you know, gave gave her rebuttals and that sort of thing. And it just made me think, you know, for somebody to stand there in that kind of a pressure cooker and have these very, very successful people rip them to shreds in most situations and tell them they're not ready, they're never going to be ready, their product's never going to do anything. They don't see a market for their product. They don't, you know, see that it's ever going to make any more than $10,000 or whatever it is that they're the level that they're at. Um, and then those people walk out of there and they continue doing what they're doing because why? They believe in what they're doing and they believe in themselves. I mean, I'm not saying that their confidence isn't shaken a little bit. Um, I think it would be for anyone to have Mark Cuban, who's, you know, the billionaire. And, you know, sometimes people become great uh, business people, not because they started out as great business people, um, but sometimes they started out and they persevered and they kept doing what they were doing. And luck happened. The right timing happened. Changes in the market happened. And suddenly they went from very normal business, you know, to having just, you know, where it pays the salaries and covers the expenses to suddenly now they've got a $500 million business. And I'm not saying it happens overnight or anything like that, but don't let people make you think that they're so much smarter than you just because they have some success under their belt. If you believe what you're doing, you believe in making a change in your life, go ahead and do what you need to do. Now, I don't want to be the one that's 
a wantrepreneur. I don't want to be the one that says, I've got to go back out now and get two or three jobs because I can't make it. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to get everything I have thrown at the wall to see what sticks and to try to get my business and get my name out there um, for my brand. And so that's that's what my journey is. And that's the story I'm telling you whenever no one else will come on and tell me what their story is. And so um, that's that's the platform. And today I wanted to tell you that over the last few days I have been um, contemplating a couple of things. Um, I, like I told you whenever we started in this podcast journey where you were following along with me and getting you up to speed, I need a product and need a uh, business that can, even in the low months and even in the slow months, where I can still make the minimum amount I need in order to live. And then in the big months, you know, I would hope that it would do exponentially greater so that there could be that saving for a rainy day and that planning for the slow time ahead. And so that's what I'm looking for. And I believe from the product that I have, my Cryopop, I believe it's a great product. I believe it's something that people haven't seen before. A guy stopped by the booth last night and got a sample. And he was a, he was an older gentleman and he said, uh, he took a sample and he's like, wow. He said, uh, have you ever taken this uh, product to, uh, any fairs or anything like that? And I said, no, I haven't. I, you know, kind of just started. He said, man, I've been working uh, those, those fairs for 40 years. He said, this product would do really, really well at a fair. Well, you know what? I appreciate that feedback. I, I'd love to hear that. That's the kind of feedback I'm getting. And over and over again, I have people say, you know, great comments. Wow. I can't believe that is, that is really interesting. That is so unique goodness gracious, that's refreshing. You know, you hear all these comments. And so I know I'm getting the reaction I want to my product. And I know it's a, I know it's a good product. And it's actually one that I can feel good about presenting to people. I don't feel like I'm giving them a marginal product. I don't feel like I'm uh, doing something that's lower than the standards I have for, um, for what I would want for myself. And so um, one of the things, a couple of things I have been thinking about is what additional things I can add to my product line. And um, it keeps coming up over and over again in conversations I'm having with people because they, whenever they see sometimes what I'm doing, many of them will say, oh, that's how they, that's how they, I've seen ice cream made this way. And I'm like, yes, it's exactly, and some of them refer to Dippin' Dots, which, you know, came out uh, years ago, and it's kind of an arena, fair, stadium-type food. Um, you don't, can't go to the grocery store. I don't think you can go to the grocery store and buy Dippin' Dots. I've never seen them in there. I stay out of the frozen food section because I can't be trusted around it, but I don't think you can just go to the store and buy Dippin' Dots. I don't think they're consumed that way. It's, it has to be in an event or something like that. But anyway, the... um that comes back over and over again with the comparison. You know, people people can relate to it. People understand it then. There's also um, the thing that I need to consider down at Mallory Square. If I have a product that I'm doing and I've gotten approval to do it, I will not have any other competition from the other vendors at Mallory Square. In other words, I have a lock on that and no one else can be making the same thing. 
And I have become increasingly concerned, not really because anybody's doing anything, but just because, um, I guess, because I'm seeing more people try to be food vendors down there, I'm seeing more people come out and give it a try. Um, part of that, I think, is as people, uh, as we prepare for the, the busy season, you know, whenever there's a lot of people around and the season gets into full swing, uh, everyone, everyone wants a cut of that. But it's really only the diehard people that make it through the slow season and then continue on into the busy season. And so I'm starting to see a lot of new vendors show up and try it out and, you know, that kind of thing. And so one of the things that I'm a little bit concerned about is that potentially somebody will, uh, when they see that I'm using liquid nitrogen and that kind of thing, they will bring that additionally down to Mallory Square and begin making ice cream and so because of that there's a couple of things i am going to go this this show will air on monday and monday morning at 10 o'clock eastern time i'm going to go down to the, to the jury it meets monday and i'm going to jury um, some ice cream products i'm going to do um, a coconut ice cream which I can make that's completely dairy-free. It would be completely vegan. Three ingredients. It's just coconut milk, sugar, and vanilla. And uh, then mix it with liquid nitrogen. I can add, you know, flaked coconut and coconut chunks and stuff like that in there as well. Uh, but coconut is something people think about when they come to the island. So it is a kind of traditionally Key West type thing. The other thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to do a Key Lime ice cream. And um, I've found these recipes online. I'll be testing them in the next few days and uh, then be figuring out the best way because what I figured is with one cooler I can have several gallons of essentially the, the base of the ice cream made up in the coconut flavor and the key lime flavor and then when people want it and order it I can simply add a certain, you know, I know exactly what my portion is, add that to the bowl, add a certain amount of liquid nitrogen, and then add in a coconut. If people are uh, choosing coconut ice cream, they choose key lime ice cream, you know what the add-in is. It's the graham cracker crumbles, graham cracker crust. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and add in those two. And then uh, I'm going to jury those two, I should say. And then once I get those approved, I can immediately start selling it. I mean, I have no other investment that I need to make in order to bring those products to the pier because I've already got the liquid nitrogen. I've already got the tank. I've already, um, you know, gone through all that process. So it's a very low barrier to entry to add on that product. At the same time, if I'm making something um, that is, I mean, the coconut ice cream will be non-dairy. And so um, the shelf life would be longer than, so, I mean, if I made a gallon of the uh, base and I didn't sell it in one night, it's going to be fine to be refrigerated and go down the next night and continue to be used. And so um, it's a very stable product. Uh, once I get ice cream and once I'm approved for ice cream, I don't have to keep going back to the jury with every new flavor. And so, um, with that being said, a couple of flavors once, you know, to me, it's better to start out with a couple of options and get that down pat and kind of know what the market is. And then if I wanted to add in, there's a couple, there's at least two other flavors that I want to go with eventually um, that would require a little more careful consideration because 
Uh, one is mango because we have tons of mangoes down here and people have mango trees and it's a great uh, a great fruit on the islands and I love mango. Um, and then pineapple. Those are two other fruits, uh, flavors that I would add on the fruity side to the um, ice cream flavors that I offer. And so with the cryo, I can have cryo pop, still continue to do that and also have cryo cream and uh, be making the uh, ice cream in the minute people uh, order it down there. And so I'm going to go ahead and get this done, like I said, partly for strategic reasons. But the other part is there's there's a couple of aspects of the consumer interaction. Um, number one, uh, there is definitely a demand. Even in the winter down in, here in the Keys, it's, you know, hardly gets below 65 degrees and when you have snowbirds and people from up north I have I have cousins that live in Michigan and they talk about what a nice balmy day it is when it's 55 degrees like if it's 55 degrees in the spring they think it feels like summer now you give 55 degree weather to people in Key West and we're putting on our Ugg boots and scarves and mittens and gloves and it's really hysterical um, to see that going on but so ice cream and things like that are still in some demand in the winter because people come down and they get exposed to 65 degree temperature while it's cold to people that live down here other people think hey that's a perfect day for ice cream and so they, they they eat it year round at the same time it gives me another revenue source you know I don't want all my eggs in one basket because let's face it there are people that are not able to eat caramel corn number one they might not like caramel corn you know I don't know Maybe they had one too many Cracker Jacks as a kid. I have no idea. Although, I don't I don't know. Cracker Jacks, to me, don't taste anything like my caramel corn. Cracker Jacks have some sort of other funny taste to them, but, but the prize makes it worth it, right? So, um, But anyway, so, there, I mean, there's a certain amount. I mean, no, no one product is going to appeal to everyone. And so um, the other thing that I am running into, I keep hearing the gluten thing. And while you may think caramel corn is gluten-free, um, the guy that, that I told you about yesterday that... Uh, told me I can only give out one piece of caramel corn in a sample, um, is also one that is very, um, very, very pedantic about his uh, gluten intake. In other words, he went gluten-free several years ago after being very sick, and he's never gone back on it, and he'll do whatever he has to do not to eat gluten. And I was trying to get him to try my product one day, and he's like, that's not going to be gluten-free. And I'm like, Yes, it is. There's no flour in here. Hello, it's popcorn with, I mean, with caramel and liquid nitrogen. Where's the gluten? And he's like, well, do you put brown sugar in your, or do you, he said, do you put molasses in your caramel? I'm like, absolutely not. It's got butter, brown sugar, caro syrup, or corn syrup, and, you know, I was listing the things that was in it, and he's like, there's molasses in the brown sugar. And I'm like, oh, crap, yeah, there is. There's molasses in the brown sugar. And so it's not, while it's not a lot of gluten, those people that have an intolerance and people have asked uh, before down there. So they, you know, some of them automatically get eliminated with that. So I understand that the caramel corn is not going to appeal to every single person. So by adding in the ice cream and diversifying enough to bring in additional revenue, um, it will also, number one, help pay the bills, and it will bring me the, the uh, 
customers that understand the ice cream. Maybe they've seen it made before. Maybe they've been to a place before that does it. It doesn't have to be something, you know, if, if everything I ever do is something people have not seen before, then I spend half my life having to educate people and demonstrate the product and that sort of thing. So it's also a product that I can get people to purchase without giving away samples because I won't make samples of it. It's either going to be, you know, if you whatever flavor you want, whether it's coconut or key lime or if I have the pineapple or mango, you know, if you want that, I'll make you a batch of it, but I'm not going to make a, a special sample so that you can try it. I understand that, you know, Baskin Robbins and other places will give you a taste of things, um, but I, I'm not going to do that because I make these in, I'll have, you know, batches that I'm pre-measuring and know exactly what my components are of each ingredient and I'm not going to change it for to make up small samples. Just not going to do it. So, uh, but it's a product that people also are familiar with. People are familiar with frozen ice cream. <laughs> As if that sounds completely redundant, frozen ice cream. But, it, but people know that already. People don't understand frozen caramel corn in the same way. They're not used to seeing it like that. We'll get them there. And I'll continue to sell that and I'll continue to, to push that and get out into the community with doing events and other things because it's a lot of fun uh, to have that as a product. But I also wanted to add something to uh, bring in more revenue. Uh, so it's part strategic um, because if I'm making ice cream down there and doing it with liquid nitrogen, then other people are not going to be able to do that. It's going to be too similar a product for the participation committee to, um, you know, approve. And if they did approve anyone else for that, I would be very, um, I would protest <laughs> with that. So, um, so anyway, so I, I kind of want, you know, my process and the fact that I'm using liquid nitrogen for things to be something that uniquely I do. And so I've, while I'm doing that, I've got to continue um, to innovate and do other things kind of in a way that no one else will or so that no one else will. And so um, so anyway, so I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be um, kind of working out what it would take uh, to add on additional flavors. And then, of course, if I get approved for it, then I will change my signage. And, you know, while it's a pain, I haven't I've been telling you all week I'm waiting on my new sign to come in uh, that explains cryopop even more. And to change it again, it kind of makes me a little frustrated. But at the same time, you know what? That's a $30 change. It's not a huge change. And so, I mean, honestly, if I had to put uh, one sign on my food cart and go to a place during the day and sell one thing um, at a event or a fair, and then I needed to put something else up over it at night down at Mallory Square, I could do that. It's able to be done. And I think sometimes I just, you know, you just get a little lazy because you want to just put something up make it be what sticks, make it be the final incarnation of it, and be done with it. But um, I'm willing to do what I need to do to uh, to bring in the revenue. And so so anyway, there might be some other tropical type uh, flavors that you can think of, and I'll be glad to take your suggestions and experiment with them. Boy, it's going to be a tough job to have to make sure my ice cream recipes are good. I'm going to have to really start making sure I get on the exercise bandwagon consistently because uh, 
that might be dangerous for me. <laughs> so anyway, ice cream, I, there was a one time in my life whenever I would eat a bowl of ice cream every single night. And then I was also the same people that, uh, the same person that whenever it was, uh, I think it was Briars or maybe even Bluebell at one point in time, when they, they switched from the half gallon containers down to it was like instead of a half a gallon it was like three quarters of a half gallon I don't even know what the right measurement is but it was like it essentially for me it was like four servings you know or something so it was crazy um, but I yeah ice cream is definitely something that I love and add ice cream and coconut together and I I will be in heaven but anyway um, so I'm gonna do it for my customers sake and for the sake of the business I will do what I need to do to make sure I have good ice cream and good um, products down there for that so adding the I'm gonna add the cryo pop and the cryo cream and uh, try to continue to build on that brand and that leverage one thing about that is that no one else in Key West is doing the uh, liquid nitrogen in the ice cream there is a place in Isla Mulata which is, it's probably an hour north of here, maybe not even quite an hour north of here, but about, it's, it's a decent, uh, you know, 50, 60 miles on up the way. And um, it's still in the Keys and that sort of thing, but they, they, it's called Sub-Zero, and it's an actual ice cream shop where you go into like in a retail area and they just make the ice cream as you, as you order it. So um, there's, there's that, but, but a lot of people haven't been exposed to that, and there are some parts of the country where they have it as well. So um, not going to be completely unique, not going to be completely a Key West original, but you know what? Uh, I think many people that have had it will also be willing to buy it again because the thing about ice cream in uh, made with liquid nitrogen is that it freezes so quickly that it doesn't allow these large particles to uh, combine like a normal ice cream freezing process would and so it it really makes a very smooth and creamy ice cream without I mean in, in most ice cream the higher the fat content the smoother and creamier it is and you know the more delicious it is but you can make a very delicious ice cream and a very smooth and creamy with just the the base and the um, the liquid nitrogen because of the way it freezes and the, the way the, the particles collect and form into a frozen mass. And so anyway, sorry to go, go off on the science lesson there, but I wanted to share with you what I'm doing. And so as soon as I get everything approved, um, if the jury approves it on Monday, um, which would be today, I will know it today and um, probably will then take the steps to make sure I have it down there if not Monday night, I might have some issues with my signage and all, but getting it done by Monday, but I will at least have something temporarily in place to start on Tuesday night. And then um, also at the same time, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday of this week are days where I will be down there all day long because we have the World Superboat races and I can be a concession vendor. Um, during those races so I can sell all the things that I would never be able to sell at the Sunset Celebration because they're processed and prepackaged and I don't make them. So the Snickers, the Reese's, the uh, bottled sodas and uh, the different things like that, canned drinks, bottled water even, um, I will be able to sell. So I've been uh, stockpiling some of that around and trying to catch it when it's on sale to uh, lower my cost and keep it uh, in within realm of 
what I can handle. So anyway, so that's what we got a lot going on this week, and I'll keep you posted on every single thing. Um, of course, my quest right now is to pay the mortgage before the mortgage is due, or not even before the mortgage is due, but earn enough money to pay the mortgage before the mortgage is due. And so um, I'm hoping to be able to do that in the next few days. And so as I add this other layer onto my business, um, I see it as uh, a good thing. I see it as completely not giving up on my original cryopop. I'm going to continue to do that, just adding this layer on um, to accomplish the goals and objectives that I need to accomplish and to try to strategically position myself in a way that no one else can come in and do it instead of me. So i um, got another boat coming by, so just bear with me. But what I wanted to tell you is that no matter what you're doing, you know, constantly look for ways to innovate and ways to add on things. Um, you know, I... I take feedback from people, and I love to get the feedback from people, and I love people to, to tell me um, some things that, that are going on in their mind, because I can't think like anybody but me. And if I'm not exposed to other people's ideas, the, the, the most obvious thing in the world to you might never even occur to me, because my mind is going in a completely different track. And it's, you know, you see that many times whenever you, you know, if you, I don't know, I mean, just even crazy stuff. Like, if you ever watch someone tie their shoes, and I have a friend that ties their shoes by making what she calls bunny ears. And that's just the way she learned how to tie her shoes. Well, the thought would have never occurred to me to do that because I didn't learn how to tie shoes doing bunny ears. But it's a different way of thinking about things and a different, you know, turn your business inside out in your mind. Um, try to Think about your business from the aspect of your customers and listen to that customer feedback. I mean, I have had ice cream um, discussed so many times down at Mallory Square that it becomes the obvious next step for what I'm doing. And so, um, and, and then when I actually looked at the logistics of what it would take to actually pull that off, um, I think the only thing I'm going to have to do differently is I'm going to have to now buy spoons, but I have all the equipment needed to make it. I have the know-how to make it. I have already had access to the liquid nitrogen. It's sitting right there. I have a room on my cart to add all this, so there's no reason not to, and I think it's something that's still very manageable with the crowd levels that I'm doing right now. Maybe at some point in time, I will need another person to be doing, you know, to do two different products at the same time. But there's no shame in starting out slowly, getting one thing out there. I've now been able to do two full, almost two full weeks of cryopop. And the, the fact that I was able to do last week with night after night after night after night, boy, your learning curve just really uh, decreases whenever you're able to replicate and, and duplicate something night after night and tweak it and do it and tweak it and do it and tweak it and improve and, and that sort of thing. And so um, I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket with that, but at the same time, I feel like I've gotten that to a level that's under control. I know how to do it. I know how to execute it. I know what I need. I'm kind of getting an idea of even the volume of product that I'm going through and that sort of thing. And now it is time to add on another income stream with the ice cream to, uh, again, just increase our customer base. And so that's what I'm doing. Don't be afraid to do that um, with your business. And if you can do something with very low risk, 
which this is what it is. It's very low risk. It takes my time, me driving into Key West one other time during the week, getting all prepared and going and making my actual ice cream for the jury. Um, I will be doing that, but it's not like it's costing me thousands of dollars. It's not like I have to buy a whole new piece of equipment. It's not like I do anything extra. So the with the barrier of entry being so low, it would be stupid for me not to do this and so that's what I'm going to do so now you'll be able to hear about my journey um, you know I'm sure my customers whenever I have people asking for things I might have people that you know they just want plain vanilla ice cream or something like that and I need maybe I need to add a vanilla base on um, easy enough to do and you know what you take a vanilla base and you put a bottle of Hershey syrup out and you've got chocolate ice cream, right? So, I mean, there's things that can be done with a very small amount. The vanilla base would give me a ton of options as well for just different fruit add-ins or even fruit or chocolate chips or whatever it is. So, there's a lot of options and I'm going to be looking at all of them. I've got my cryopop down, got it taken care of, haven't done anything with the, uh, I told you about last week, the iguana poop idea. A reindeer poop idea. I think I was going to call it iguana poop or something like that. And that's something I still might do um, once we grow to the point that I have um, other people involved in helping me out because I can't sustain it all on my own. Uh, i got too many irons in the fire, too many balls in the air. I'm just trying to juggle them all right now. And at the same time, pay the bills, live the life I want to live. So um, it's definitely a quit your job and move to Key West story and the ups and downs and the highs and lows. And I appreciate you coming on the journey with me. Um, it means more to me than you can imagine. And for those of you that are sending me comments and that are, you know, saying, I love hearing your story. I love hearing what you're doing. You're going to make it. You're going to be fine. Thank you for your encouragement. There are times late at night and just like everyone, and we'll talk, I'm going to talk about it more on a podcast later on this week about the fears and the doubts that you have. And so it helps so much to hear you believe in me and hear, hear you give me those words of encouragement. So subscribe to the podcast or whatever podcast player you're listening in. At the same time, if you're on iTunes and you uh, enjoy the podcast and you're listening and it's uh, of some benefit to you for whatever reason, um, please go in there and leave us a rating and a review. It means more than you know because what happens, the more of those that we get, the more uh, the more visible the podcast becomes in iTunes. And so I'm a you know one-woman show. I don't have a team of people. A lot of people do that are doing podcasts. They have a team of people, and they have virtual assistants. They have a whole uh, group of people that work for them, and I don't. So it's me sitting on my back porch looking over the canal in the Florida Keys and um, loving life and enjoying the ride. And thank you so much for joining me on the journey and for your support. Come back tomorrow, and I should be able to give you hopefully an update on where we are with adding ice cream on. So anyway, you guys have a fantastic day. Don't forget when you have a choice today, even if it might cost you a dollar or two more than you would normally pay, buy something from a local local business today. It would mean so much to them. And at the same time, you would feel good about spending that extra dollar or two knowing that you're keeping it in your community. So make a local business person's day and patronize them anytime you have the opportunity. You guys have a good day, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local. 